Hey everybody, welcome back for another week of Scriptures Revealed. I am so excited to be with you guys again this week as we continue our journey through the book of Ephesians. I am excited. You guys have become like family to me. I just want to throw out there that this past week in Chicago, we had the World Changer Summit here and uh, I had a table there where I was selling my uh, newly released book Unsearchable and by the way there's still time for you to get it you can go to Amazon and order your copy or you can go to Ricky Watson Jr. and order a copy that I will personally sign and send to you now granted this past weekend I sold out you guys gave me a lot of support and bought the books that I had available so I am waiting on my next shipment of books to come in so if you want a signed copy it's going to take a little bit longer to get to you not that much longer but a little bit longer than if you would order app on Amazon. So uh, that's just out there. But thank you guys. You guys showed up, supported, purchased the books. I am praying that the books bless your life, encourage you, empower you, and give you the knowledge that you need to continue your journey of transformation in the word of God. Because that is what it is about. Transforming and, and conforming to the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you guys have been like family. We're like a scriptures revealed family. So so you guys are my SR family. We're going to do this thing together. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to going to continue to go from glory to glory and from faith to faith. Now, we are continuing our journey in the book of Ephesians. And we have been moving through chapter 4 of Ephesians. And we've been talking about uh, the graces and we talked about the transfer and we talked about the grace gifts and how to find your calling and your purpose is in order to find your purpose. You've got to first find out what you are anointed for because you are anointed for something and your anointings and your giftings and your graces are like signposts that point you in the direction of your purpose. And so that is very important to remember that your gifts your anointings, your talents, your abilities are like signposts that point you in the direction of your calling and your purpose. And so the enemy has tried to make purpose and destiny and calling such a difficult thing to wrap our minds around when God never intended it to be that way. He's given, given us the signposts necessary to locate purpose in our life because there is no life outside of purpose. There is no life. And so you're going to feel like you're just going around the mountain or going on a merry-go-round or just going in cycles because a life without purpose ceases to be a life. You're just a dead man walking. There's no purpose. There's no goal. There's no aim. And that's not how God intended us to live our lives. And so when you are pursuing purpose, one of the things that becomes of utmost importance is the lifestyle you live. Because watch this. Purpose is what you're called to do. It is why you exist. It is why you are born. But your character and your lifestyle is the platform for your purpose. It is the platform for your purpose. That is why people with horrible character, when they begin to move in purpose and destiny, they do not have longevity. They will not uh, get to the end goal. They won't reach their aim because they do not have a stable platform. Because how you live your life and your character is the platform for your purpose. And so if you want a stable platform, if you want a platform that's going to last the test of times, you can't just discover what your purpose is. 
purpose, you've got to then begin to build the platform for your purpose to be escorted on to and begin to announce to the world. Your purpose has a message. What you are called to do, who you are called to be is a resounding message from heaven. Whoever, whatever it is, I don't care if you are a pastor or counselor, I don't care what it is, if you are an apostolic doctor, whatever it is, it is you are called, your calling, your purpose is heaven trying to get a message into the earth. Every day of your life, heaven is using you to communicate to somebody. Everything about you is communicating something. It's communicating the love of God, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, which is impossible, which makes it impossible for you to be a Christian and not be prophetic. Because if you're not prophetic, you are not living in the fullness of your purpose because your purpose is involves the prophetic spectrum. It involves being a medium of communication for heaven. God is trying to tell some body something and he's using you as the billboard to do it now that's very important so if he's using you to to broadcast his message message in the earth then your character is what's going to provide the platform and going to give you the space and going to give you the access necessary to begin to move into that and that's exactly the journey that Paul begins to take the church of Ephesus on he has walked them through their graces he has walked them through their callings he has walked them through who they have been called to be and how to access that but in the middle of that, Paul stops. And let's go to chapter 4 because we're going to pick up in verse 17 today. Paul gets to verse 17 in chapter 4 of Ephesians. And he says this, and I'm reading out of the American Standard Version today. He says, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord. Now, wait one second. Paul is saying, this I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord. In other words, he said, I am expressing this. And not only am I just expressing this by telling you, but I'm testifying. I'm insisting. That word there means to, I am, I am insisting upon this. I am willing to take all of you all into the courts of heaven to bring you in as witnesses to what I am, I am about to say. So Paul is giving, is saying, I know I've just given you your graces. I know I've just helped you find your calling. I know I've just helped you find your purpose. But I want you to pay attention to what I am about to say, because what I am about to say is of utmost importance. It is serious. You need to pay attention to it because you can know what your calling is all day. But if you don't have a platform for it, then you're not going to have an avenue for that calling or that purpose to showcase itself in the in the earth. So he says, this I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that ye no longer walk as the Gentiles walk. That is important. Paul says, listen, we've been called to disciple the nations. I've, I've been drilling it all in your minds that you are of a different race. You are a new people. You are a new creation. You are part of a new nation called Jesus Christ. You are a different set of people. You are different. That is what Paul keeps drilling into their ears. You are different. So I need you to live different. I need you to behave different. I need you to move in purpose differently. I need you to move in your calling differently. I need you to treat people differently. Everything about you has to be different. Paul says, you all are called to the nations. You all are called to a nation. You all are called to nations because he's addressing the church, but everybody has a people. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a place and everybody has a people. 
I'm going to say that to you again. I'm trying to give you the DNA of living life more abundantly. <laughs> That's what Jesus wanted us to live. So pay attention to this. Paul says everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a place. And everybody has a people. But because you are called to a people, you cannot live the way they live. He said, no, 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 that you can't live that way. And then he's he goes into detail about the type of life that they live that he does not want us living. You cannot live this way. You've got to be different. And so Paul is teaching us in these verses we're going through today. He's teaching us how to be different because you cannot be like the other nations. You cannot be like the nation, the people you're called to. You cannot be, even if God puts you in a place, sometimes you can't be like the place he's put you in. See, sometimes we think that to find our place and where God wants us, that is that it means it's going to be comfortable and it means that everybody's going to salute you and honor you and appreciate you and value you. But that's not the case because, you know, the nation, the nation of Israel, Abraham's descendants for 400 years, their place was Egypt. And that is exactly where God wanted them. Oh, y'all pay attention. Their place was Egypt, and that's exactly where God wanted them. Now, there another generation arose, and their place was Canaan, and that's where God wanted them. But look at Daniel. Daniel's place was in Babylon, in captivity in Babylon, and that's exactly where God wanted him. So your place may be on a job where people don't appreciate you. They don't value you. They don't listen to you. I'm telling you, but that may be the place God wants you to be in at the moment. Every place God puts you in life is not going to be comfortable. David, sometimes your place is in the cave. David, sometimes your place is on the, uh, is on the, uh, field, in the field with the sheep. Moses, sometimes your place is on the backside of the desert. You know, you've got to find your place and you find your place by listening to the Lord and paying attention to what he's working in your life, not by paying attention to your comfort level. So you may not be in a good place, but it doesn't mean that you're not in a God place. <laughs> All right. So look at that. He said, don't don't. Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a place and everybody has a people. But I don't want you to live like the people you're called to. All right. He says, so don't live like them because then he shows us how they are living. Let's look at this. So how are they living? They are living in the vanity of their minds. Number one, they are living in the vanity of their minds. So watch this. Paul says, now that's how they're living, but I don't want you all to live in the vanity of your mind. Now, what, what does that mean? Look at that word vanity. Some translation says the futility. Um, but it's the vanity of their mind. It means it is a mental attitude. When you have a vanity of mind, it is a mental attitude that causes you to be useless, causes you to be purposeless, and causes you to be unproductive. I mean, they just have a mindset that causes them to be useless. It causes them to be purposeless, and it causes them to be unproductive. Have you ever met people who in their mind, they just had a, just a certain way of thinking and they are, they are not full of purpose. They're not walking in purpose. They're not anywhere near purpose. They're not producing any results. They're not useful in any uh, arena to you, but they always got the solution for everything. They know why this ain't working. They know what should be happening over here and they know why you ain't got this in your life. And they got all the answers, but they got no purpose. They got no results. That is a sure sign of somebody that's living with a vain mind. 
You're living with a vain mind. And Paul said, I don't want you guys to live that way. I don't want you guys to live life useless. And you're useless because you don't understand purpose. And you're not producing results because you don't understand purpose. So you are, you have a limited understanding. And he goes on into this. He says, vanity of mind, why are they vain in mind? Because they're darkening their understanding. There's no light. There's no insight. There's no, they, they don't have clarity. He said, that's not how you're called to live. You're not called to live darkened in your mind where you're unable to perceive and you're unable to understand. You just never have the clarity you need. And the problem is you you don't have the understanding because you are alienated from the life of God. Do you get this? See, people who have dark and understanding, a lot of times they're deceived about how dark their mind really is. Because you got to remember, in the beginning, if you go back to the book of Genesis, God's original intent for man was not to have clarity on good and evil. That was not the ultimate standard for God. The ultimate standard of God was not so that man would be able to discern or make the decision or make the call in deciding what was good and what was evil. God's ultimate intent for man was just to know him. All right. It's just to know him and to know his life. How do I know that? Go back. If you go back to the book of Genesis, when Adam and Eve are in the garden, there is a period of time where they live and they had not eaten of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So pre them eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what knowledge did they have? The only knowledge they had was a knowledge of God. They had a knowledge of God. Satan came in the garden, watch this, and moved them into vanity of mind. He moved them into darkening their understanding. He moved them into alienating them from the life of God. How did he do that? He said, God want, doesn't not, God does not want y'all to be like him. And he doesn't want you to know the difference between good and evil. Eat this tree and then you're going to have knowledge, which means you're going to start deciding what's right and what's wrong. But God never wanted man to decide what's right or what's wrong. God wanted man to know him. And that in knowing you, I'm always going to be where I need to be, doing what I need to do, impacting the lives that I need to impact. Why? Because my aim and my goal is to know him. To know him and to love him and to obey him and to surrender to him. Everything about my life becomes centered around him. But when our life stops being centered around God, then they, our lives become centered around good and evil. Good and evil. How, okay, let me break that down even more for you. Let's go back to the scenarios I used a while ago. Look at Daniel. Daniel is in captivity. The bulk of Daniel's story is Daniel living in captivity under uh evil with demonic things in the culture. People are not serving God. Idolatry is everywhere. And in the middle of captivity, in the middle of Babylon, when on the outside you could say, that's not good. That's evil. In the middle of what we would call evil. Evil being the captivity. Evil being idolatry. Evil being uh, occult uh, manifestations and practices. Evil being wicked kings. In the middle of what was evil, you had God working a purpose. Because Daniel couldn't focus on what was good and what was evil. He had to focus on God if he wanted purpose. He had to focus on God if he wanted purpose. Look at, at everybody's life. Look at um, who was Moses. Who's on the run for murder, living on the backside of the desert, not having the luxuries that he grew up with, 
not having real substance that he would have had back in Egypt. We would have said, that is horrible. That is a bad turn of events. That is not good. But Moses encountered God on the backside of the desert. Look at David running for his life in caves and and acting like an insane man just so that he could be, get into a safe place so that he could eat and, and sleep. I mean, we would say that is a bad situation. You're running for your life from the king of this nation. You are on the run for years and years and years. We would say that is a bad situation, but David couldn't focus on what was good and what was evil, what was good and what's bad. He had to focus on, I've got to know God. I've got to love God. I've got to obey God because that is the way you are supposed to live. Don't live in the vanity of your mind. Don't live darkened in your understanding. Don't live alienated from the life of God. And watch this in verse 18, because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the hardening of their heart, who being past feeling gave themselves up to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. You have people, he said, you're going to end up in sin cycles. You're going to end up passing this on from generation to generation. But the reason why you're doing that, it is because you're not living life like you're supposed to live it. You're living life trying to be God, trying to determine what's good and what's bad, what's good and what's what's evil, what's right and what's wrong. No, if you get in that cycle, he said, you're going to darken your understanding. You're going to start living in the vanity of your mind. You're going to live like you are alienated from the life of God. No, how you live. How you move and flow in purpose is you've got to make your aim is to know God. I don't have to understand it. It doesn't have to make sense to me, but I want to know God. I want to love God. I want to obey God. That is what Paul is saying. And Paul, in essence, in this verse with saying testify, he's taking them to court on this matter. He said, I'm, I'm serious about this. If you want to move in purpose, you want to be secure in your place. You want to know and, and be effective to the people that you're called to. You cannot live like the world. And living like the world means you're trying to decide what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil, what's good, what's bad. No, no God. No God. How do I know that's what he's saying? Look at verse 20. It says, but ye did not so learn Christ. If so be that ye heard him and were taught in him, even as truth is in Jesus. He said, that's not what you learned. You didn't learn good and evil. You didn't learn right and wrong. That's not what I was trying to teach you. I was trying to teach you Christ. I was trying to teach you Christ. Because everything that I'm calling you to do. Now God has standards. And we're going to find that in these next couple of verses. And God has things that he just is not going to put his stamp of approval on. But we cannot get caught up in playing God's role of what's right and what's wrong. We've got to get caught up in learning Christ. Learn him. Because if you look at the life of Christ, it was wrong for him to go out into the fields and put his sickle in the fields and begin to eat and harvest on the Sabbath. It was wrong to heal on the Sabbath day. It was wrong to confront the religious rulers of that day. It was wrong. It was wrong. But what it wasn't, it, it may have been wrong, but it was God. Because Jesus came to restore mankind back to his original intent. And his original intent was never to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Nope, not going to get in that battle. But I'm going to know the Lord. I'm going to learn him. So look at this in verse 22. And I'm almost done with you guys. That ye put away as concerning your former manner of life, the old man, 
that wax corrupt after the lust of deceit, and that ye be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man, that after God hath been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. You have been called to be different. And I love this because in these final verses here in this section, Paul tells us you got to put away, you've got to put on, and you've got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is what you've got to do. You've got to do the work. But watch this. I love that he ends verse 24 saying that this new man and this new creature that you've been created has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. You didn't have to do the creation. You can't make yourself righteous. You cannot make yourself righteous. God says, I'm going to give you all the power you need to be different. And the power you need to be different is righteousness and holiness. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you righteousness and I'm going to give you holiness as a gift. Now, what I need you guys to do is to take the righteousness I've given you, take the holiness I've given you, and by faith, begin to take off that old life. By faith, begin to renew your mind. By faith, begin to clothe yourself with this righteousness. How do you do it by faith? Is you remind yourself, because watch this, you don't break sin cycles and you don't break habits by focusing on the sin or the habit. You break it by focusing on the fact that you have been made the righteousness of God and that you have been created in the image of his holiness. I am righteous. So no, I can't think like that. No, I can't do that. No, I can't go in that direction. No, I cannot keep living in that cycle. No, I cannot live another year like this. God wants to change you. So he's given you the power necessary, which is righteousness and holiness. He's given you the power necessary to live changed and transformed lives. You can be changed and because you have been called to be different. My friends, I'm reminding you again, you have a purpose, you have a place, and you've been called to a people. But in order for you to continue to move in that direction, you have got to be different. Well, guys, I am out of time, uh, and I'm just so excited that we're continuing our journey in the book of Ephesians. I hope this has blessed you, encouraged you for today and this week. Be different. Be different. Seek to know God, seek to know Christ and him alone, and you're going to always find yourself right in the center of his perfect will for your life. Thank you guys for joining me. Don't forget to share this. Don't forget to leave your comments on your social media posts. I love going back and, and uh, using the hashtag scriptures revealed and going back and looking at the things that you guys are posting. It is blessing me, encouraging me, and I'm excited that we are all growing and learning together. Don't forget to visit my website, rickywatsonjr.com, or go to Amazon and purchase my a copy of my newly released book unsearchable it is on the first chapter of ephesians there's some things in there i did not get to talk about on the podcast so you are going to be tremendously blessed and plus if you just wanted my notes uh, uh even though i don't really do these podcasts with notes but if i had notes uh, it would look like what's in the <laughs> book uh, because all of my thoughts and my processes are in the book concerning chapter one of ephesians thank you guys so much for joining me i am excited about this journey of transformation that we are all on together and remember remember you have a purpose please remember that every day you wake up every day life is in your lungs again i need you to remember you woke up because you have a purpose you have a place and you've been called to a people and so because of that you have been called to live differently be different 
be different. It's not strange. It's not out of the ordinary. It's a part of the new culture of a nation that you are a part of. All right, guys. I love all of you. I love my SR family. And I'll see you all same time, same place next week.